Jim, what's up, man? Patrick, how are you? I am good. I haven't talked to you since America turned 244. What'd you get it? What'd you get America for 244? I got it, a vaccine. <laughs> oh man, that'd be nice. <laughs> I was reading about some vaccines last night. It's a race. Some uh, human trials are starting other places. Okay, anyway, when you say it, it's a race, I mean, is it country specific, like, you know, us versus other countries? Is it different labs here? I don't know. Different countries. Different countries, different companies. There's a group at the, the University in Oxford that's doing well. Moderna, is it Moderna? Moderna. It might be. Moderna is delayed, I think. A little delay. They wanted to try some human trials. They pushed it back a little bit. Pfizer's got one. A couple other. There's a lot, a lot of people doing it. A lot of different approaches. The financial implications of whoever wins that are pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a new way. I don't know what it means. RNA. But they can get like a bunch of doses out of a small amount. So it'd be easier to produce. Okay. Cheaper to cheaper and quicker to manufacture, get it out, ship it. Be a lot of moving parts in this, dude. Because a lot of it has to be refrigerated. Is it not a pill then? What is what would it, it would be a shot? What am I thinking? Yeah, it's it's gonna, a vaccine. It's gonna be a shot, 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 shot. shot, shot. <laughs> it's hopefully gonna be the theme song of 2021. Everybody but Rob Schneider. <laughs> And Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> so we'll see, man. Because uh doesn't seem like much else is going on. There's no other plans here. It's like, sit home for two months. And you're like, okay, what have you guys been doing? <laughs> We're ready to go back outside. What's the update? What's the plan? Like, it's not that bad. Most people don't die from it. <laughs> it's okay. Get out there. Did, Did you, you wait, wait for that, the pool to warm up? You're like, Can I, should I get in now? You guys turn the temperature up? Is it warmed up? Can we get in? Ah, let's just get in. Let's go. It's fine. I mean, this baseball thing, you see like a couple players have said they're not going to play. Nick Markakis today said he's opting out. David Price opted out. I saw a Chris Bryant quote where he said he would do it if he felt comfortable. He's like, I'm just not, I'm not there. I don't feel comfortable. I saw the players practicing in their masks over the weekend. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Those are, those are catchers, Jim. It's a, that's called a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they had, uh, they had masks under their catcher's masks. Are they going to play in the mask then? I think so. I mean, Buster Posey, they showed him like going for a foul ball and he had like flipped off his mask and he had a N95 underneath it. Mm -hmm. That's going to be, I tip my hat to them if they're doing that. That's got to be an adjustment going up there. You're trying to bat with a mask on? I mean, I think it's okay. You know, bat with your mouth. Yeah. Not the way I do it. They can't spit. Yeah, they can't spit. They can't high five. I wonder if the butt pat is still allowed. Is that spitting? How do you enforce that? I mean, there are people, you know, they're going to forget. Completely. Just swallowing sunflower seeds? You're out. (laughs) What? (laughs) They're they're going to miss games because they're all backed up. (laughs) Just full of seeds, coach. I can't go. There'll be instant replays looking to see if saliva left the mouth. Yeah, can't lick your fingers in a, as a pitcher. Can't, um, Gaylord Perry would not survive this era. <laughs> yeah, right. No spitballs. No spitballs. Vaseline. Can't touch your face. You can't hide your Vaseline up on your forehead. Bardol. Crisco. Sometimes I get some jalapeno in my nose. <laughs> you put snot on the ball? You know what movie that is, right? No. Oh, man. Jimmy. I'm guessing it's one of the ones that we talk about on here often. No, we've never talked about this one. Major League. It's a classic. Oh, I forgot all about that scene. I've seen all of the major leagues several times. Oh, yeah. That guy's great. He's the guy from uh, 
who's in Hoosiers too. He's yeah. been in a lot of stuff. Did you, I even watched like the back to the minors with the, uh, Oh, you did. <laughs> was there a Scott Bakula in that maybe? <laughs> was he? Oh yes, he was catapulting off the quantum leap success. I mean, Scott Bakula made a career of jumping into dead franchises and being like, I can revive it. And then not being able to, but you got to check. I'll bring it back. <laughs> no, you won't. You what um, happened? Isn't it funny when you notice that, like, um, like, Oh my God, he's in this. And then you realize like, yeah, he had a lot of heat at that time. Probably his mm-hmm. agent was probably like, dude, he's on the number one show. You got to put him in this movie. But this was, that was three. I mean, it was yeah. already done. I think they were really trying to resuscitate it and resuscitate him. And uh, never, it worked for me. Jimmy Flanagan me. loved it, but <laughs> I, I think neither Bakula nor the franchise were the same. I never got into that quantum leap. He was with the other dude who was in uh, Married to the Mob. The guy who had the transistor who always like, remember that guy? No. I, he, he might have been on my bedroom wall for a few years. I had a Married to the Mob poster. I used to get the movie posters from our uh, video store. I'd go to the video store and be like, when you are done with these, can I have them? And I'd write my name on the back of the poster. And then I'd go in there and be like, because they would just throw them out. And the Untouchables. Could help it. I just saw the composer from the Untouchables died. The guy who did the score. That was a Brian De Palma. Was that part of your face? It was not. I never, <laughs> I didn't get that far. Wow. How old? 91. Okay. Good run. Temper your sadness. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so he's like, how old? 97. <laughs> ah. All right. Life. Yeah. Might have been about did, time. Do you feel that way about Hugh Downs? I saw he died. I was like, again? <laughs> no idea he was still alive. Did you think he was still alive? No clue. Did you see that he died? Yes, I did. People love that he made it to 2020. That was like the big tweet. I saw that everywhere. <laughs> Barbara yeah. Walters. She must be hearing the Jaws theme in her head right now. <laughs> How old is Barb? Is she early 90s or eight, late 80s? Is there a difference? <laughs> you don't look she, 93. I think she is 2020. She is 2020. I think she is 2020 <laughs> years old. She, uh, she's 90. September 25th, 1929. Who is the, done a lot. Who's the young, younger guy with the thick brows that uh, replaced the Hugh Downs? Um, Stone Phillips? Sam Donaldson. When you said thick brows, I thought Sam Donaldson, but I didn't know he did 2020. I he did. He did. Did he not? He may have. That would surprise me. I mean, you would know. He, he would look surprised. Better. He would look surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that dude had the funkiest eyebrows, right? Do you remember <laughs> Stone Phillips? He was Dateline. Oh yeah, he was uh, ninety-eight to two thousand twenty twenty anchor. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, look at me seeing a news program once or twice in my day. That a boy. Yeah. I uh, I watched a movie over the weekend. Oh, yeah. That, you, you, Jim Flanagan. You give me a third day, I'm going to take advantage of it. I had Friday off. Uh, I mean, this is when, like, no one wants to be inside because of the weather. But this is exactly when I want to be inside. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's so no, I know. I've been like getting oh. up at like 6 a.m. to ride my bike and then going back to sleep afterwards so I can <laughs> ride my bike before it's 80. You got to do that. That's smart. That's a good uh, move. But I end up wasting my kids more were the like, Today, my kids wouldn't be outside for more than a few minutes. Try to get some running bases going. And like, they don't even, they get pissed when they start sweating. Like, did you ever think about that when you were a kid? You just kind of loves to sweat. 
That was it. It was just part of it. Ellie is like, feel my head. It's like, yes, I know what I'm going in. Stay outside. So what movie did you watch? I watched uh, The Disaster Artist. Oh, boy. Have you seen it? I have it? no idea. No, I have no idea what this is. Uh, I think you'll know of it. Um, the movie was pretty decent. So it's James Franco. Um, and it's about a guy named Tommy Wiseau, who made a movie in 2003 called The Room, that by most accounts is the worst movie ever made. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And are you familiar with The Room? Like the original yeah. movie? Was his brother involved in it? So his brother, all, he played like the best friend of, uh, of the director. In the movie? In the movie. In, which, in the room? The way, in the room. Which, by the way, like this guy moved to L.A., made this $5 million movie for his best friend. I thought there might be a little more of the going on there than best friendship going into this movie. And knowing that obsessed with him. But knowing that it's James and Dave Franco playing the two, like, <laughs> right. how are they going to play this out? Like, that'd be, it was, it was the movie within a movie. Like, are these brothers yeah. going to kiss? Like, what's about to happen here? But it ended up just being uh, strictly a weirdo. Nothing sexual, according to the movie. Um, was anyone notable in the room? No, that's the thing about it. Um, that's what makes the story so insane because, I mean, this guy, Tommy Wiseau, was part of the movie about it, Disaster Artist. You know, he was, he was a consultant. He met with James Franco a ton. He's like in a post credit scene. Um, to this day, no one knows how old he is, how much that movie cost to make, or where he got his money. Really? But he, wouldn't, is, he wouldn't tell him? Nothing. But there is in, like an estimated budget of $5 million, and no one knows where this guy got his money from. Uh, he had, I think he had like decent producers and stuff involved. Um, yeah. He had a theatrical release, like not much. I think it was it a wide release. Dollars. No, I think he got it. He paid to have it released in like two theaters and it grossed $1,800. Wow. <laughs> was there one weekend and uh, it grossed. Did he have to sell the rights to James Franco to make this thing? No. And or whoever made this one. Me off. Um, so after this, at the end of it, they show a few scenes from the room and like how close they are. And I've seen clips of it years ago. I don't remember who, but someone, one of my friends really got into it. And like, I've, I've seen parts of it and I was familiar with the whole concept, but they show the scenes side by side. So you can see how close they are. And now all oh, I want yeah. to do is watch the room afterwards. Netflix will not put the room on. Why? I don't because know. Because of this? Well, like they, they just got this movie and... Tommy was so was, you know, do you want the room also? And they're like, no, nah, it doesn't meet our standards. <laughs> Your standards? That's what they said when I submitted my special. <laughs> Your stand. <laughs> I watched a show about where you flew hot people to an island. And <laughs> like this movie that there's a movie about doesn't meet your standards. Right. That's funny. They should have had it as like a, a bonus. It's the perfect accompaniment, right? Right after. So, but the guy would have taken, what would he, what would he have charged for that? There's no room on there? I mean, there's got to be some room on there. But he's made so much money off of them. It's turned profitable now from all of the reshowings and the DVD sales. And because, the, like, they'll pack out theaters at midnight with people, like a Rocky Horror type of thing. Yeah. So he's ended up making money on this movie. That's how bad it is. Oh, I bet. I bet he could be, you know, a speaker or going to film schools or going to anywhere, really. I don't know if he could be you know, a speaker because that's the other thing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> His English is terrible. 
yet he claims to be from New Orleans. <laughs> oh, he's a total grifter, huh? This, this this dude, it's like amazing. All... But again, he, he made a $5 million movie and no one knows how. Oh, I love it. Isn't that crazy? Was he with Jiz Lane Maxwell in that compound in oh, New Hampshire? Is he hiding out in there? This I guy sounds no like he knows everybody. I mean, now he Tommy, knows. is it Wizzo? Wizzo, yeah, W-I-S-E-A-U. It's crazy. People probably know a lot more about it than I do. Um, I'm just baffled by it. I love it. They're like, you want to consult on this movie? It's about you. Yeah, what's it called? <laughs> The disaster. <laughs> okay. Well, the working title. The working title is the artist. What's and it then, about? <laughs> and then right before they release it, Tommy, we changed the title of the film. Turns out there is a couple of movies already the artists, so we're going to call this one the disaster artist. But it's still about you. It's still all about you and the specific kind of artist you are. <laughs> Which is a disaster. (laughs) And the best part about it is you're natural. You're a natural disaster. (laughs) James Franco won the Academy Award for playing this guy. Did he really? Yeah. How jacked up is that? Wow. What year was that? Uh, Maybe 2017. 2017. Well, so, he might be from New Orleans. I think we talked about that before on our podcast. There's a lot of natural disasters happening <laughs> down there. <laughs> I mean, imagine just pitching this guy on the movie. Just like, so it's about your movie. You know how you made that movie that went on to unintentionally be known as the worst movie of all time? <laughs> like you tried to make a serious dramatic piece that cost you millions of dollars and people laughed at it. <laughs> Would you mind walking us through that process? (laughs) Could you make James Franco feel that shitty? He really needs to channel how awful your life is. In a way, that is the movie he ended up making. Right? For sure. I mean, he kept going. That was a very nice point. That's nice that you you dove in on that one. So that's on Netflix? It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Worth the watch. Love it. I'm going to check that out. Or boycott Netflix until they get the original movie i still want that feeling when i uh when you're watching a show and you've got another episode or you're excited to see something and there's just not a lot right now that i'm excited about maybe i need to dig into some old stuff but that's what i'm like dude like i told you i listen to this every now you know i'll go back or like people talk about uh we love when you guys reminisce we love the it's like is that my whole life now behind me i gotta start figuring (laughs) out what else is coming out what's new a perfect example of that thought is um i wanted to tell you about a surprise guest appearance in one of the last episodes of the sopranos and i was so excited to talk about it on the show and i don't even know if you know he was on there and then later on that episode tony said the sentence Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. Dude, I'll never forget that. And it just broke my heart because I'm like, I'm reminiscing. I don't want to reminisce about the Sopranos. Well, everybody talks about Everyone talks like that, right? That's Mm -hmm. when they're outside in Miami, right? Yeah. I'll never forget that scene. I love that. Actually. great line. And when I was reading something uh, from David Chase about the finale, he talks about that scene and says it's, you know, it it came from a, like, it's not entirely true, but that's just 
where Tony's head was at at the time. And that's the way he yeah. was raised and kind of, you know. And he's pissed off. He was kind of lashing out. He just wasn't happy. But no, yeah, that's true. Who was the, uh, who was so the guest was a, star? There was a bell, not really a guest star, but there was a uh, bellman at the hotel. And um, have you seen it recently? No. At last, okay. So um, Was he famous at that time? He was not famous at that time. He is okay. insanely famous now. And uh, he had a, all right. Is this the trivia police? Because I'm asking you a question on Tuesday instead <laughs> of Friday. <laughs> no, it's an, Get him, boys. It's, a, it's an ambulance, Jim. Oh, okay. Someone's dying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm okay. kidding. Um, just had a big Disney Plus moment over the weekend. I only know it's an ambulance because they painted that word backwards on the front of it. And it's in my mirror. <laughs> Otherwise, you have no idea what that was. Thanks for painting that backwards. That clears up the sirens and the <laughs> flashing lights and van. Um, Coplets Charlie writes. Lynn Manuel. <laughs> what's his Miranda, Manuel Miranda? You got what's it. His, is it Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yes, you got it. Love it. That's a great hot dog, Jefferson, for Lynn. Um, Lynn Coplets. Dude, that's crazy. So I think a lot of New York actors are probably on that then. But what a good catch. Did you notice anyone else? That was the big one, because a lot of them were famous at the time. Um, but yeah, that was the big one that just jumped out at me, too, because I'm not. I didn't know Janice had a tattoo until you mentioned it. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yes, I just you can't miss his face. Yeah. And it was he had like a speaking part. You know, he taught he spoke back and forth at them for a minute. But uh, yeah, what a catch, man! It did not. <laughs> <laughs> did um, did you, didn't that come just come out on Netflix too this weekend? Uh, Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So, do they own him? Do they own? Has he got a big deal with them? I have no like idea. They bought Hamilton. I don't know if they. I don't know how this came together, but it's led to a much bigger conversation. In that, why are no Broadway plays ever? streamed or shown on hbo you know what i mean like if this is such no, a no they do part, they make them into movies a lot like they'll do they do they adaptations of them but the okay. actual broadway play oh so this is like shot on the stage that's what it seemed like i haven't watched it's not it. a movie okay got it wow all right yeah i haven't seen it and i never saw it in person either felt like i was going to at some point tickets were so expensive and like I'm, I might like it because I like that history stuff and I like a live show, but I just never pulled the trigger on it. Is it the wrong way to phrase seeing Hamilton? <laughs> but I would like to go. <laughs> it's ridiculous. My buddy who told me he saw it, I was like, how was it? He's like, dude, I was so pissed. Everything rhymes. Everything. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> What's the problem? Dragging me there. This guy would hate a concert. It. This guy loves most movies, most shows. We always make fun of him because he'll always be like, oh, like if you bring up like uh, any action movie, Armageddon, he'll be like, oh, top 10. <laughs> this, he's got 50 movies in his top 10. We always, <laughs> we always deal on him. Always, my buddy used to say he had two ratings for movies, good and awesome. <laughs> Never hated anything. 
It's my buddy Pete. Oh, hello, Pete. Yeah, he's great. That's a sister. We, we always deal on him. Him and my buddy Dave, they they be at the premiere of any any action film, <laughs> sneaking in there, code red. And Pete and I, when we lived together, I used to say, "Dude, I'm just gonna quit my job and open a concession stand outside your bedroom." <laughs> And just sell you all this dude. He's like the most in shape guy that I ever, Mm -hmm. he could eat anything. Just put it down, huh? Yeah. I did not watch a whole lot this weekend. I was outside a lot. We did a lot of, went over to Sarah's sisters for the fourth, some pool time, play a little volleyball in the water. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got into it. I was, let's go. Is that adult only? No, it was mixed. It was uh, an all skate. Had some kids in there. Had a little bit of dead weight. Had to jump over my daughter a lot, push her out of the way. She's like, what are you, dad, what are you doing? Sorry. They got more adults than we do. <laughs> Trying to cover a lot, of, a lot of water here. No, it was a good time, man. The weather has been insane here. Great city of Chicago. I don't like it. I What's mean, today? I like that there's no rain. Yeah, it's a little hot. It's, it's 90. I got 93 out here and unhealthy air quality. <laughs> that's weird does, does your phone show you that all of a sudden it started like in no, the last six say. months oh really you know 93 and partly cloudy to 93 and unhealthy air quality why does the air quality get so bad when it's hot out because everyone has their air on it's a good question because it always is when it's super hot maybe the air quality is bad from all the fireworks people were blowing off this weekend i drove home on the fourth from their house and it was like fog oh just all the so way much smoke I mean, honestly, it looked like it was foggy out. People were going crazy. Some legit shows. Some people have really stepped up the uh, domestic fireworks shows. They really, uh, they took over for their town. I mean, there was a guy who was probably half a block away. Like, we, were, we lucked out where we were. I mean, I felt like we saw two professional shows. That's awesome. I mean, this guy must have put 15 grand into his, what? You know, into his fireworks show and was like coordinated, choreographed. And this was one person doing it? I mean, he might have had some help, but I'm just saying like the way it had, he must have had all wired in his yard. He must have been working on it all day, putting all the wicks, getting the wicks in order. My nephews were lighting some like little ones, you know, and they had those little punks. They light them with those little punks, you know? What are punks? It looks like, almost looks like a cat's tail, but it's like, they're real thin. It's a light stick. It just glows at the end and then you can, so you're, it's longer and you're not like, switching a lighter on and oh okay you can step back they smell great i kind of like the smell of some of those fireworks i do too. sulfur a little smoke bomb i do too man anything bonfire on up i'm in yeah would they sell smell? those like candles let's buy a got you a smoke bomb candle <laughs> knowing what they sell is smoke bomb which i feel like would do the same thing <laughs> it would but that's less you know <laughs> You can't, it's not as sophisticated. That's fair. Come in the house. Someone's lighting out smoke bombs in there? <laughs> Actually, Pat got me a candle. <laughs> it's a Yankee. <laughs> Smells like those snakes I used to burn out of my, that's because it is. <laughs> it turns it around. <laughs> it's like a great commercial. Did you, uh, like I went to a barbecue on the 4th. Uh, solid. Everything was great. No complaints at all. Good friend and uh, great spread. But I'm going to say this. <laughs> now that I've 
Sugarcoat it. All the disclaimers are out there. Sometimes I can't tell if this person listens to the podcast or not. I know friends of our, mutual friends of ours do. It's I'm not blaming them at all. Some point throughout the weekend, I just want like I want bad Fourth of July. Like I want a hot dog and like a 25 cent bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? Like sure, they made yeah, yeah. amazing chicken wings and cobbler and mac and cheese, and it was awesome. But it was also like, I need to be like, there's just a part of you that wants to be at a picnic table. Yeah. You know, stuffing down too, some vintners. Too highbrow for you? It was great. But it was like, so too, yesterday I had to like go and get a hot dog somewhere to, to complete my 4th of July celebration. <laughs> they say that the hot dog is uh, the most popular item of the day because my sister-in-law prepared a little trivia. Did she really? For the, uh, yeah, just for... Uh, the four of us when we were having some drinks kids are in the pool she whipped out a little fourth of july trivia and that's she, awesome. she asked me like three of the same questions you asked on the podcast oh that's awesome she was like all right this is a bonus if you can get this one one president was born on the fourth of july i was like oh, i know great. this one hobbs did you tell them why you knew that one or no <laughs> I did tell him afterwards. Oh, yeah. okay. It was me versus Sarah and Terry. Cause uh, some of um, Sarah's mom left. So it was, I was uh, put on my own team. Man, there were always more grownups on the other team, huh? Yeah, man. I had to overcome a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? It is independence day. <laughs> I need to be, <laughs> I need to rely on myself. Absolutely. I was independently kicking their ass in that trivia. <laughs> Thanks for the warm up, buddy. I meant to text you that night. <laughs> Trying to stay off my phone. Yeah. Is that new Pat? I do that when I'm with, um, I try and do that when I go with the family. Not during the day, like a day like this when it's just my family. But if I go somewhere, I've been trying to do that. Put the phone away. Why is that? Is it just because of your attention or because you wander down rabbit holes? Is it a combination? Yeah, both. It's all that. You get distracted, you get taken in another direction, you see something on Twitter that pisses you off. I mean, it's just not healthy. And I know it's not healthy, but... We do it anyways. Of course. I'm thinking about getting local TV back, just to have like another... Because the they internet's where watch. I get my... Well, the internet's where I get my news or news equivalent. Like, I, you know, it, wouldn't, it would be nice to be able to just turn on WGN and see what's happening in Chicago or ABC News. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you didn't have that. I got you. Like yes. Just getting the local channels back because I don't have that touch. And I just use, so just more excuses to scroll social media all day. I mean, you can really tell who is really wired up and who isn't. Yeah. And the people that aren't are a little calmer, right? Like my parents are not staring at their phones all day. They're not on social media. That's what it is. It's the social media. And you know, even talking to them throughout this whole ordeal. Like, I don't think that they are as consumed with it as like some of us might be, or at least I am. Are your parents on social media? No, they're not. At all? Not at all. So, I mean, that that has such a big impact on even what you see and how much of it you see. Yeah. And that's what we have now, right? In this country, we have everybody walking around completely different frame of mind. Not just frame of mind, just the prism in which they see the world. Yeah. And it used to not be that way. 
And it's everywhere right now. I mean, this is a, you know, the division is global. This isn't just like a U.S. thing either. I think, I don't know. I get my news off of Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you're right. Insane days. But that's what this podcast is all about. Bringing people together (laughs) from all over the place. That's what we mean by the title. I gotta check and see if we uh, if we have any new reviews. By the way, if Barbara Walters is still alive, <laughs> you gotta check that by the minute. You update me on that. <laughs> She's ninety, but feels like ninety four. If you if you send a text to uh, pound twenty twenty, it'll just yes or no if she's alive. <laughs> I'm not sending a text to anything that starts with pound. <laughs> I wanted to call it hashtag, <laughs> but that's not it on a phone. Do you still call it pound on a phone? No, but people, when do you call it pound? Was the pound sign on the phone? Yeah, it always was a pound sign, but now it's the, uh, no, what do you call it now? The hashtag, right? Yeah, but when you're talking about it on the phone, I still yeah. think pound sign, right? One other sign has been like, that you never used has been brought more to the forefront. There's another, uh, were we talking about this sometime? I've always been partial to the ampersand, but. I don't uh, like the ampersand because you can't, I don't write it. We what do you that. do for and? I'll do like the, it's like a three with two dots. Yeah, it's like a coil. Yeah. Like a spring. That's how I do is it. it. Is that what you do? Yeah. But it's like a backward three, right? Yeah. I remember doing, I used to do like a little T, like when I was a kid. Plus? Like in grammar school, almost like a plus, but there's a yeah. little bit of a hook to it. And then you stop doing that because of that plus, because that plus meant that you like liked someone. So if you were writing two names, wait, it's like, what? What do you mean? Thinking about how many <laughs> pluses I've written over the years. Yeah, man. You've had a lot of crushes. And is that really a, it's a, how you guys felt in grammar school? There was a plus. Come on, you never, if you wrote like Jim plus Megan. Oh, sure. But that would be. So instead of writing, if you were writing Jim and Megan, it looked like Jim likes Megan. We never put that together. Like it didn't bother us. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just guessing that's why we abandoned it. Pat's like, I don't want to start any rumors. Let's just say Jim and Megan were together. (laughs) They were in the same vicinity. I don't know what happened. Don't use that and. (laughs) Did you used to pass notes a lot? And right, I never got into like the uh, all the acronyms, like the BRB, BFF, and all that. But I did write notes. I think everyone had to write notes at some point. Do you know how to fold them? Uh, I used to do like the tuck under, like the triangle. Yeah, I can never really do the triangle. No, were you more of a? I I got in trouble for writing notes. Bobby and I, my buddy and I, were writing notes that we were like they were not the most appropriate eighth grade, Mm -hmm. seventh grade, or eighth grade, and. this teacher had a policy like if, I, if you pass a note in my class, I am reading it out loud. I felt like that person was only in movies. You really had one of them. Oh yeah, Mrs. Duffy. She didn't play. So she uh, she busted us. Was she your dangerous minds? We're like five aisles apart. We'll be trying to do pass a note. We're like five rows apart. We had way too many people involved. You can't trust that many people in a classroom. She started to read it out loud. And then she realized she couldn't read it all out. <laughs> and then, then we got in trouble. I remember I was playing it off like because it was on its way to me. So mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get the note. I don't know what was it. But they, um, my parents asked me if I had ever written a note. And I was like, yeah. So my mom was like, you know what's in those notes. Busted. Were you, like, would you just write swear words and stuff? Yeah, just swear words about what we were doing and... But love, you know what's in those notes. <laughs> like you've seen one note, you've seen them all. <laughs> right, exactly. But then in high school, I went to all guy schools. There wasn't a ton of note writing going on. <laughs> I think that's when there'd be like 
parent, like you would write nonsense and pass it around. I remember I had to be like sixth grade. One of my buddies uh, and his girl, like she got them a notebook. Like that was just their notebook. Oh, really? And we were all like, dude, we're never going to see him again. (laughs) They are. We're going to get married. It was like instead of, you know, they wanted to keep it all together in a collection. You know, they wanted to have it for their, probably for their kitchen table. I don't know. Was it nice? Was it like a spiral? I mean, it was, it was, it was sparkly. I think it was a mead, sparkly cover. Um, Didn't have the tear off pages because you didn't need it. They were going to stay together forever. You didn't need to break up that notebook. College Uh, ruled. And uh, we were just like, Danny is, he's done for. He's whipped. Remember whipped? He's so So whipped. whipped. (laughs) (laughs) Where's, dude, where's Pete this weekend? Oh, he's whipped. You know where he's at. You'd be, you'd be like, you just make the whip noise. You coming over? Uh, hey, you, we're gonna be uh, playing hoops on Friday. You coming over? No, nah, I gotta go over to Bridges. But every one of those fake whiplashes does hurt when you're the recipient. <laughs> when your boys call you out on that, I gotta bring that back. <laughs> What's going on this weekend? Oh. I got my wife. Aunt, <laughs> Mary's aunt died. Funeral Sunday. <laughs> There's no funerals on Sundays. What am I talking about? Wake Sunday? <laughs> you want to wake? <laughs> so dumb. My boss is, uh, we are we have a sales meeting. <laughs> Did you have a, like a long, a long, um, no, we shouldn't get into the... No, what's up? Get into it. As I say, do you like a long-term girlfriend? Then you'll ask me the question and Sarah's... We'll hear... I heard you were talking about your girlfriend on the <laughs> podcast. Your husband. Like, yeah, well, I, I uh, thought maybe she listens. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> That's so funny because you don't even... Because Aaron does listen to the podcast or has listened to the podcast. And, and I don't expect people I know to catch up or keep up with it. But it had to be so funny to even tell them that we discuss those things on the podcast. Anytime people ask me about the podcast and then make up excuses for why they don't listen to it. And I'm like, really? I didn't even ask. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. People just always I need to catch like up. <laughs> I got to catch up on it. Yeah, she does listen to it. But yeah, I don't know if she's like on top of it like that. But that's just so funny because then you, ha- you had to bring that up. Oh, yeah. I had to tell her. And then I was... Uh, but I also was like, but I knew some of them. He didn't ask me all of these. I still would have dominated. I looked up bags because cornhole tournament was on like ESPN this weekend. Oh boy. And somebody sent me a note. It is cornhole. And um, I looked it up and Wikipedia. Now I don't know if that's a, what do you rank Wikipedia? I mean, these days, I think they're pretty, you know, compared to a lot of other people. I think you get, get some facts from Wikipedia. Count as a source, but I mean, you do have to. Could you use them as a source in a research paper, a bibliography? Bibliography, a biblioteca. Um, I think that uh, if you go to the sources and then there, because most things on Wikipedia are sourced now, right? I should you have, have to some do more sources. You have to do, do two clicks. 
Do you like do you remember it? that? You're doing a paper like you need five sources and yeah. only two can be encyclopedias. You're like, what? <laughs> this is going to be impossible. I got to get microfiche. <laughs> Bring microfiche back. I thought that stuff was incredible. Wait, what is that? Like the, is that like the, like the newspaper? Re, the reel and then you scan it. Yeah. Just be on a reel and then you put it in. It had like every newspaper. I felt like a detective. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that does. That is some sleuth work right there. What'd you call it? Microfiche? Yeah. I never knew what microfiche. it was called. Microfiche. Isn't that what it's called? I had no idea. Um, anyway, we were talking about the uh, Wikipedia. Seemed like they said it was invented years ago, but then it really came back and they credit the South Side of Chicago. And then in the 80, like late 70s, and then the 80s, early 80s, Cincinnati. And in, the, in, in Chicago, it was always called Bags. But the Cincinnati did come up with Cornhole. They came up with the name Cornhole or the game? The name, I believe. This is, I mean, the game described in Haliger DeWitt's 1883 patent for parlor quoits displays most of the features of the modern game Cornhole. That's the entire Wright Brothers book, by the way, is that sentence over and over again. That's how bad that book is. <laughs> Did you finish that book? No, I couldn't possibly. Um, no, I keep trying to go back to it and I'm just not able to. But, Did so you tell I mean, your therapist? Yeah, yeah. And then I, then I was like, do you listen to the podcast? No, I'm just kidding. And now <laughs> I want like something to the, like I, I brought it up and then backed off of it. It's not a question you can ask. So, but you would never ask? No, I think like, it's a weird thing to ask. If you asked and he said no, would it hurt your feelings? I don't know that it hurt my feelings. I think it'd be kind of weird that we had to take the rest of the session to watch a couple of clips. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, what are you doing? You see this guy every week? I'll miss some weeks, but yeah, every week. watch every week. <laughs> uh, I told you I'm trying to bring it back. You're doing great. <laughs> no, it's good that... Um, that you keep that separate, I, w- I would think, right? Does he follow you on Twitter? No. I could That'd use a great. few more follows. I could use a few new therapists <laughs> following me on Twitter. <laughs> you walk into your appointment, like, watch this movie about this artist. And he's like, I want to talk about your, what you tweeted yesterday. <laughs> Why are you making fun of Tom Cruise's height? Does that make you feel better about yourself? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> he is 5'7". That was not a height joke. That was a perfect play on words. Oh, no, it is. It is. Definitely. But all of my... Why? Did someone call you out on a height joke? Oh, I got a few. It was barely calling me out, but then the likes on it were, <laughs> were all Tom Cruise-ish in stature. So Could you <laughs> see him eventually coming down because of the Scientology? I mean, he can't come down too far. He's 5'7". <laughs> that was a height joke. That was a height joke. <laughs> Do we get the difference? Do we get the difference between him and a normal sized man? <laughs> now I'm getting this canceled. I definitely think he could. I mean, when you look at everything that's happened, like Danny Masterson just went down for something obviously awful, but much worse. But the Scientology cover ups and things like that, I really think that there is a chance that one day uh, that gets explored further. Makes me um, not that excited to see him. I, never, I don't feel like oh, I'm never excited about Tom Cruise. You're not gonna like jump up and down on the couch when he's on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even have a, an opinion on the guy, and suddenly I'm just ripping him the last week. 
I mean, it's not even the guy. It's more like the thing, right? You For hear sure. about everyone that gets out of that cult. Should be in there. So many better cults. The Catholic Church has always been a good one for me. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is when my mom be like, "You better be careful on Come there. on. Do you Patrick. really think that? <laughs> Do you really think that? I don't you know who listens to every episode. The man upstairs. It's really not about God with the Catholics, though. It's more just about <laughs> about the guilt here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll deal with you up there, but down here. It's your it's, neighbors. It's more about just don't run your mouth. <laughs> Keep your comments to yourself. All He's right, good. man. Should we wrap it up here? I know you got um, stuff going on tonight. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of, like random Zoom shows this week, so it'll be nice to get off of Zoom nice, buddy, and turn around and get onto Zoom. Oh, that's great. Hey, those always feel good, man. It's just nice to have uh, to do something. And I've got a couple like interview talk shows, like Zoom talk shows, which are nice at first. But then you're like, this is month three and a half of quarantine. I only have zo- so many Zoom talk show stories. How long do you go for? Uh, I think this one uh, is about an hour. Wow. Like in an interview style. I got a few different ones I'm doing. But uh, just make sure you plug the, the podcast. For sure. I. Uh, <laughs> I am doing uh, Paul Farvar's Singles Only for the first time. I've never, oh uh, yeah, never been on there. What does that mean? Did, Did you, you just tell our listeners something? Yeah, your boy's single. <laughs> Jimmy, don't start dating our listeners. <laughs> That's not even an option at this point. Dating anyone new, it's like, hey, do you want to well, sit if outside you of date Jim, Applebee's? Wait, what? If you want to is- date Jim? Please review us. I'd rather. <laughs> Or go on a date with them and then review Jim. That's not going to work. In, put that in the podcast review. <laughs> it's not going to work out well for any of us. <laughs> Why? What's with all these one-star reviews all of a sudden? Jim took them all to Applebee's. <laughs> I can't record on Monday. I'm going out with one of our listeners. I was waiting for you. I saw you sipping that water. I want to give you one. Oh, uh, perfect. Well, that's good, though. That'll be fun. Yeah. Heading into a studio to do one for the first time. So going into the city now, man, is, uh, I don't know, it feels like a kid going into the city again, living in the suburbs. Yeah, you see the buildings. <laughs> well, that's part of it. But it becomes so commonplace for so not long, and now it's like, all right, I got I to gotta start prepping. I got to leave for the city in an hour. <laughs> I used to uh, visit my aunt who worked downtown and he used to love that we lived on the South side. He was a, uh, a North sider and he didn't even live in Chicago. You know, this guy, he was a, a lawyer, funny dude. And he lived in like Morton Grove, but he grew up in the city. So we'd come downtown and he'd be like, Oh yeah. Did you, did you come downtown and look at all the big buildings? <laughs> <laughs> Just makes fun of us. <laughs> he'd call my mom and be like your son's here in the office he has a hat on <laughs> looks real classy walking around here and i think my mom said did he walk around that whole office with a hat on so he hangs up the phone and he's like let's go for a walk and he took me around the entire office and just talking to me and then he we got like back to his office he's like okay when you go home you tell your mom that you did wear that hat all around the entire office. (laughs) 
<laughs> guy was a legend. Like me and my sisters at one point worked for this guy. Like you would just get, you go downtown and like work for the weekend or work summers, go file stuff at the daily center, go to the city clerk offices. And it was, uh, it was a cool experience. That's awesome. How old were you? I mean, I knew that guy my whole life. I invited him to my wedding. Bob Grossman, absolute legend. Was he there? Um, was he where? At the wedding? Yes, he came. Okay, okay. <laughs> he was like family. I was actually still stay in touch with his, his uh, son and his daughter. Here is a great story. Okay, it's, this is a great story. So my aunt worked for this guy for years, her whole life. And he, like I said, he became like family to us. Saw him all the time. And um, when I shot that commercial for Frosted Flakes, remember that Frosted Flakes commercial? I absolutely do. I'm in the house and I had a, the first scene we shot, I had to go up into the master bedroom in the bathroom. I'm like putting the, the thing on with the orange wig. Uh-huh. And I see these pictures on the, on the dresser and this woman, I'm like, I know this woman. She comes home. We shot all day. This is like, you know, a nine o'clock call. We shot till like you know five o'clock at night. Uh-huh. And I, the last shot was us coming down the stairs. Right. So we had to like meet in the hallway and come down the stairs, me and my supposed daughter. And while we're shooting this, his daughter, the guy, who, Bob Grossman, who I worked for, his daughter, Elaine, comes in the, in the house and is like, get out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> what? It was her house. That's amazing. Amazing. I mean, wow. one of the craziest stories ever. Yeah, that's, that commercial was shot in her home. Like, yes, like, how did you guys shot? know each other? I mean, it was, it was very funny. That's awesome. I wish man. I had known that earlier. I would have been more relaxed. It was all, it was funny how they do that to a house. So they take over the home. That has to be how you do it, but I've never thought about it. Yeah. I always thought I was in some studio somewhere. That looks like it. a house. But no, it's like in the house and they, and they took over like two houses. They had like the craft services down, like neighbors, like trucks in the street. I mean, it was a, big production but at my wedding he took a picture with everybody that had worked for him at some point and then this includes like a friend of mine two friends of mine a friend of my sisters and like my cousin from ireland when he lived here worked there for a couple summers i mean this guy employed like nine of the people that were at the at my wedding that's awesome yeah such a great dude oh man all right dude i know you got a you got stuff to do i should probably go home and have some dinner hey buddy Say hi to everyone. I will, dude. Good to catch up. I feel like now we only talk when we do this. So weird to talk to you any other time at this point. It's like, you can't say anything interesting. We have to save that for the podcast. I'm going to start writing your notes. Let's not do that. I'm going to buy a notebook just for us. (laughs) (laughs) It's already back. (laughs) All right, man. Have a great night. I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, Again, Review, subscribe, download, follow us on social media. Love all the feedback. Yeah, thank you so much for the reviews. And um, hope everyone's July is off to a good start. We'll be back Friday, right? Jimmy. See you then. Later. See ya. Peace.